Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. I say hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, good morning. No, no matter what time of day it is where you are, no matter when you're listening to this, whether it's live or recorded, if you're listening to the things that we're saying here, then you are literally waking up. You're waking up to your true life, so I bid you a good morning. And uh, this is the 4th of July, 2016, so happy Independence Day, America, U.S. I will tell you, this, this uh, show gets broadcast around the world, so I know the entire world is not necessarily celebrating, but it is a, a really, really um, a good day here in the U.S., and I just wish all of you a very happy 4th. Now, as I always do, I'm going to remind you, and hopefully you've uh, had a great week this past week, and you've lived your life in these three ways. First of all, being thankful, living with what we call the attitude of gratitude. Now, it's not just a cliche. It really means something. When you're thankful, you open the door to so many other possibilities. You know, happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. So being thankful is very, very important. And I know it's difficult at times when things are happening in your life that you're really not thankful for, even under those conditions, it's important to remain thankful. Difficult to do, but it's important to do that. And then secondly, giving. So important to give. Give when you can. Give of something that's of value to you. doesn't have to be money. It could be your time. It could be your wisdom. Just give when you can. Something that's of value to you. When it's of value to you, whether that other person needs it, wants it, or it's of value to them or not, is less important than you giving of yourself, something of value to you. When you're giving, you're receiving at the same time. And then thirdly, because we have this power to choose, it can take everything you have away from you. They can take your money, your family, your jewelry. They can take everything you have away. But no one can ever take your ability to choose. Choose your thoughts. If nothing else, you can choose what you think about. So choosing is so very important. So I encourage you to love yourself first and then choose. If you love yourself first before you choose, you'll have fewer regrets in your life and uh, you'll have that amazing life that we talked about. Now, if you lived your life that way this past week in gratitude, in giving and loving first and then choosing, then I know you've had an amazing week and you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So again, I say welcome, hello, and good morning to you. Now, tonight, this morning, uh, we have a very, very special guest with us. I'm so, so excited to talk with him. 
and I think you're going to get a lot out of what we talk about this morning. Uh, Mr. Clyde Terry, and now his specialty is in transforming the lives of men and women returning home from prison and gang members who are looking to break the cycle of despair and violence. Now, Sergeant Terry is a 20-year veteran of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department and former U.S. Marine. In 2003, he took a leave of absence from the Sheriff's Department to assist in the U.S. State Department as an international police advisor in their rebuilding efforts in Iraq. The experience changed his life. Soon after his return to Los Angeles, he began working directly with ex-prisoners, gang members, and homeless youth to transform their outlook and their lives. So with that in mind, I just, I'm not going to hold another moment. I just want to say, Clyde, Terry, welcome to True Life Academy. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, thank you for, for allowing me to be on your show. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very and talk about gratitude. I'm very grateful and, and uh, humbled at the fact that I get to be here. Well, thank you very much for joining. I, I you know what um, I could I could sense when uh, when you and I met and the very first time we met and I'll just I'll just be very transparent to everyone. Uh, Clyde and I met yesterday. <laughs> that's how, that's how that's how this works. You know, right. I, I met yesterday for the very first time. Now, now, Clyde, what, what normally happens is two weeks or three weeks or a month or a couple of months ahead of a show, I will meet someone and we'll have pre-show interviews and, and, um, and, and I'll talk to people for about 15 or 20 minutes to just get a feel for what they're going to talk about. Uh, everyone, when I talked with Clyde yesterday, we were on the phone for, what was it, maybe 90 minutes, Clyde? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Almost two hours. Because we just, number one, we connected. Number two, his message is so powerful, I just couldn't, I couldn't say goodbye. So I'm glad you're here to, to share it with the rest of us. Thank you, Clyde. Thank you. So, Clyde, tell us uh, a little bit uh, more about you. And I, I did read that you were a U.S. Marine at one point and that you were in the Sheriff's Department as a sergeant as well. Uh, that kind of brought you to some of this work. But there's, there's a little bit more to you than that, I know. So give us a little bit a more flavor of who Clyde Terry is. Yeah, well, I actually retired, uh, just recently retired um, in April to pursue um, this work that I'm doing in the community. And I, I walked away from, you know, $60,000 of my salary to come to something that had zero dollars in it. And, and, and uh, you know, some of the things that you said in the opening is being grati- being grateful and, and, and um, thankful for what you have. And so I'm just very grateful that, the God that created the universe, whatever, you know, people listen to or connect to, um, gave me a gift. And, and that gift is to be able to, to connect with people in a way that, that um, resonates with them. And they can look beyond the messenger and get the message. And it's, you know, it's a u- unique dynamic that, you know, I spent 25 years in, a, in law enforcement. And in those 25 years, you know, I've worked in the, you know, the, the roughest areas of Los Angeles County. And to be able to even people that I put in jail to have them come through my class and say, look, man, you saved my life like twice. You put me in jail because if I hadn't gone to jail, um, I'd be uh, I'd have been killed because the people on my, my crew that I ran with were, you know, they were either shot or killed. And, you know, then I come out and I run into you in this program, never thinking that I would ever run and you'd be sitting in a room with the police talking about something that's going to make a difference in my life. And, you know, by using these, these tools and techniques, I've been able to transform my life. So that's, you know, 
so that's not Clyde. That's me being used. You know, that's God working through, you know, through me as me to do the work and touch people, you know, in a way that they probably would normally be touched. And, uh, you know, but the, the greatest thing of all, Clarence, is I'm the father of, a, of an amazing um, uh, 18-year-old son. My son just graduated from high school and he was diagnosed with um, um, Asperger's, which is a, a high-functioning form of autism. Um, but he's amazing. And, and I just realized that I, you know, God gave me a perfect son and gave him a perfect father. And, you know, so I've learned so much from him and, you know, and learning so much from my students just really helped expand me as a human being, as a father, um, as a friend, um, as a citizen, um, you know, as a supervisor, um, as someone, as a public servant, all of that. So, you know, I look at everything that's happened in my life and all of it's, they've all been complimentary to each other. So I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for my life. If I died today, I could say that I, I lived a full life. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, I did not realize that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, being a father of an 18 year old, uh, you've seen a lot and I know your, your son has seen a lot. And, and so you know, we might explore that a little bit before we're done here, but I, I, I really, really appreciate what you said about, um, taking that leap. You, you had a, a solid job and you were, you left a lot of money on the table to go mm-hmm. follow something that was speaking to you, speaking to your heart, so to speak. So uh, tell us about that decision. That could not have been easy. Uh, it, it wasn't, um, but it was right. <laughs> um, and I, I don't I can't really tell you how I can explain that. If I if I try to explain it, it would cheapen it would cheapen it because it's like, you know, if, if um and not to have it be re- religious because it's not, you know, it's more from a spiritual perspective. But, you know, if God were to drop in front of us right now, none of us would be able to explain what we saw. Because there's just no words to explain everything, nothing. There's no words to explain, the, the, the you know, the infinite, right? And so, you know, it's, um, so when you're, when you're given a calling and you say yes, there's no, I don't know if I can really put words on it. I just knew that it was. Um, it was my destiny to, to do it. And when I got to the point of, I I think in our conversation yesterday, I explained to you that, um, last year I worked every day from January 1st through December 23rd, working my job, you know, working 40 hours in my job and then working, you know, basically 16 hour days for four, for, um, for three and a half days, um, to run my program and I could have done it because I had to, you know, I changed my, my diet considerably. Um, I, I changed the way I process information. I let a lot of things go in my life that, that, um, that were no longer serving me, which I didn't realize, um, until later. And, uh, and it's just really freed me up. It's just really, it, it gave me the ability to go the whole year without being, without getting sick, you know, w- without missing a day, without missing a beat. Uh, so it was a whole process. It, it was the whole process and, and it really standing in faith. It just really took standing in faith. And I just, I answered the call. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I'm glad you did because uh, what we're going to talk about uh, tonight or this morning is the issue of recidivism and, uh, uh, and and what that means, you know, 
that's a that's probably a word that's very very uh, familiar to you and maybe not to others. So we're going to explain that and and what it's what's really important about it and how you help these prisoners once they get out to reduce the rate of recidivism so that they don't return back to the prisons. So we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to come back with Mr. Clyde Terry, and we're going to learn so much more about how what he does not only affects the prisoners, but may affect you as well. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 090917. That's 8883 Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. We're back with Clyde Terry, and we are talking about um, several things. I'm going to start with this thing called recidivism, but uh, before we do that, Clyde, I want to uh, make sure people know uh, what your organization name is, and essentially what it is that uh, you're about. So the, the name of our organization is the Emerging Leaders Academy, and uh, you can find us at emergingleaders360.org, and, uh, and we can be contacted via uh, info at emergingleaders360.org. 
And so your your focus is what exactly? Our focus, well, well, we started off to really working with people returning home from prison. We call them, instead of ex-offenders, we call them new contributors because we want them to be new contributors to to the community. Um, I think that, the, you know, although we take it lightly, we have a saying in the program, words don't describe your world, words create your world. And, and I, I think when we put labels on people, they become those labels. And, and the example that I give them is if your name on the streets is Sniper or if your name on the streets is, is Cartoon, then everybody expects you to be a joke or they expect you to be a killer. And, um, and so if we're calling people ex-offenders, ex-felons, and they have no other association with, the, with that word or that label, then they can only act in accordance to that, to that label. So we, we coined the term new contributor so that they're new contributors to the community and they can take on the mindset that they are a contribution as opposed to a hindrance to the community. And so we started off working with them and then we started looking at gang members because a lot of guys really don't want to go um, to prison or go to jail. And, uh, you know, I can tell you from growing up and my, 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 um, my family playing a part in the civil rights movement, um, you know, being from Marion, Alabama, um, a lot of people know it as being, you know, Selma, but the, ac- the incident that actually caused Selma started in a city called Marion, where my parents are from. And, um, and them sitting in the room, um, well, my, my grandmother and my, my aunt and, and other relatives sitting in a room with a young Martin Luther King when he was 23 years old and, and talking about how they were going to make a difference. And so, um, so there was someone to have a conversation with them to have them have a forward thought. And, in our communities, there's not really anyone in our communities having these conversations with people. So uh, take an example, um, a guy named Rick Ross, who was known as one of the big drug dealers, the, the rapper Rick Ross ended up taking his name because he thought the guy was going to be in prison forever. But uh, Rick Ross said, you know, hey, I, I wanted to play tennis. And he was a great tennis player in high school. And, and, you know, they were beating kids from Beverly Hills and they didn't have tennis coaches. They were just kids from the inner city who were playing tennis. And they were just, they learned and they were good at it. And um, so he ended up going to junior college, but he had gotten pushed through the system the whole time and didn't know how to read or write. When he got to junior college, he ended up getting, you know, kicked out of junior college because he, you know, wasn't passing. And so he says, you know, I'm walking down the street and he says, I saw pimps and I knew I wasn't going to be a pimp because I, you know, I, I just didn't believe in that. He says, but I saw drug dealers with money and I, he says, you know, I want to play tennis. Tennis is an expensive game. And uh, so I learned how to sell drugs. And I got, he says, I got beat on the first couple of deals, but I'm a competitor. So I learned the game and, and you know, I became the guy that, that uh, you know, is all perfect timing, too, because the. The you know the government was dropping drugs into inner city to pay for the Iran Contra um, whole event, which is documented you know in CIA files or you know they've come forward and said that um, that he says so I, I learned the dope game mm-hmm. and I became the compared to Sam Walton and uh, Ray Kroc, wow. so that for me sparked something inside of me that said well hey if 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 we gave these kids, because, you know, growing up, I said, well, how, how is it that I, I come from this, 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 you have the same opportunity as a young black kid, or as a young Latino kid as I had. So why didn't you make the best of it? And, you know, looking at it from that set of eyes, I, there was a lot of judgment. But um, as I get to sit back and look at this and, and, and work with people, I, I get to hear a different perspective that I never saw 
that I couldn't relate to because my my mind was closed to it, and especially being being the police that I saw the the aftermath. I saw always saw the victims of their crimes, never really understanding that the the person who committed the crime was was also a victim. And I mean, there's more to be said about that because you know you, you don't you know the, the kid that's being beaten or that's been molested or been abused. Um, you know, maybe they're committing these crimes because they're running away from their home. They have nowhere to go. They have no, you know, they're hiding. They're, they're surviving. Unfortunately, their method in which they, which they do it is, is unethical. Right. And um, so as I began to look at that, I said, well, you know, what if we were teaching? So as Rick Ross was saying, he says, man, if I'd been walking down the street and I ran into a stockbroker, I'd have been a stockbroker. I didn't. They weren't around me. Mm-hmm. What was around me was drug dealers was around me was pimps and so that's what i learned and he said so i took on that game and i I became good at it he says you know i never had the intention to harm people my my view was money i couldn't have seen the the crack epidemic that was going to take over america and then you know um and then what happened is you know even from us as law enforcement we stopped chasing the drugs and we start chasing the money because it was about uh asset forfeiture and as we begin to get money back, as we begin to um, catch the money, the government gave us back a, a portion of the money so we could put into supposedly crime fighting. Well, if nobody's stopping the drugs, the drugs run rapid. And, and that's what happened in the community. So um, it just gave me another perspective, gave me another look, and it gave me the ability to look at what I do from a law, what I did as, from a law enforcement perspective and what I do from a person working with people from the community. It gave me a 360-degree perspective of it and it gave me the ability to move around that that spectrum and see what are the best ways we can make a difference what's the best way we can reach people what's the best way we can touch into their hearts souls and spirits to get them to see this that there's nothing wrong with them and there's never been anything wrong with them they just forgot who they were they forgot that they were put on the planet for a divine purpose and and once you get people reconnected to their true self, you'd be amazed at what, what happens. And, 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 you know, the amazing thing, Clarence, is it's not just, you know, we're talking about people who are coming home from jail or whatever. But, you know, one of the things that I find even working with executives um, and people in law enforcement and, and other safety fields and working with professionals is that we're all in prison in some way, shape or form. It's just that the people who are in prison know they're in prison. The people out here are free. We don't know we're in prison. We don't realize that we're in some form of captivity or bondage, mental bondage that keeps us stuck where we're stuck. You know, oh, that's fantastic. I, I knew that was that's this is why you're on the show tonight. This is why I circumvented the process, talked to you yesterday and had you on the show tonight, because that is so much in alignment with uh, what we're about here. So. I just have to say thank you again for sharing that. That is so important. The, the, the one thing you said er, early on as you were talking was about just naming them from ex-offenders to new contributors. Now, that, that you hit it on the head when you said words create your world. Words are so very powerful. And it, it reminds me of uh, uh, neuro-linguistic programming. Do you, are you familiar with that? Yes, I'm actually a practitioner. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. See, there's another connection. All right. So those of you who don't know what NLP is, it really is the words that you use. They do create your reality. And 
And just just this label of ex-offender versus new contributor can make such a difference in a person's life and how they see themselves. Uh, so thank you for that. Wow. So, Clyde, as we as we talk more about just the prisoners themselves, even though we're all in, in some level of prison uh, and whether we recognize it or not becomes the issue of if we're going to get out and, and become what we were meant to be. Uh, when the actual prisoners get out of prison and they're waiting, they want to become something else, your organization is there to help them do that. Is that correct? Yes. Um, our you know, I, I've run this thing for the most part, and I, 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 I created a nonprofit um, several years ago just so when people wanted to donate food to us for graduation or um, help with hand, uh, handouts or whatever, they could contribute. So I, I don't know if I really had so much a concern of, uh, of uh, you know, receiving money back then. Because I, I had a job, and you know, I, I just I was so focused on making this thing run that that, that that's all I focused on. Um, now, to the fact that um, so we, we had a lot of services for them. We tried to give them as many resources as we as we could, and um, but now what we do, it's not a mandatory program. So our our goal is to bring value to them, and our uh, I, I think I explained to you yesterday that our our retention rate. Um, is about 92%. So when people enroll into the class, about 92 to 97% of the people that enroll into our class stay because um, I think I said to you a minute ago, um, we, rem- we, we remind them of who they've always been. We tell them, we can't give you anything. God gave, God gave you everything. You came loaded and coded. Mm-hmm. Um, so all we're doing is reminding you, reminding you, who, reminding you of who you've always been. Right. And when people begin to see something in themselves that they couldn't see before, then they have a desire to, to, to come every day because they see something possible for themselves on the other side of it. And, um, and so what happens is they start to go back to the neighborhood. In our conversation, there's, there's something biblical, and I, I don't know what it is, but it, it says that it took 120 people to spread you know the word. And so I figure if we can get you know, as we start to, to change the conversation amongst the people who attend our program, that they go back to people around them and they begin to change the conversation or transform the conversation with the people in their circle who will change, transform the conversation in their circle, who will transform the conversation in their circle. And over time, we would have transformed, we would have completely changed the narrative of the discourse inside of our community. And that that transformation of conversation, discourse, belief, view, um, um, will now begin to spread out throughout the country. Yes, and uh, and so you know, a lot of times people tell me, "Well, Clyde, how are you? I mean, you're you're doing it at you know, you know, thirty, forty, you know, fifty. When we were expanded out really, really far, um, sometimes." 50 people a pop, you know, every six weeks. They said, that's like spitting in the ocean. I said, yeah, but that doesn't stop me from spitting. You know, my, <laughs> my spit isn't going to change the level of the ocean, but I'm not going to be deterred by that. So, All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back right after this. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. All right, everyone, we're back with Clyde Terry, and we are talking about Emerging Leaders Academy. Uh, Clyde is the uh, is the founder of that organization, and they are here helping. Um, the recidivism rate to hopefully go down. Let's talk a little bit about that, Clyde. And now, now that we understand what this program is really all about, um, you you shared with me a fairly fairly detailed document. Uh, and I, I'm not going to go through all the numbers in here because there's a ton of numbers in here. But in 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 general, there's a certain number of people who are incarcerated in our jails and prisons today throughout America, and there is a certain recidivism rate that uh, these, these people who go, go through the system, get out, and they come back, um, and your program helps reduce that. And then there's a cost to that recidivism. So talk, if you can, sum it up somehow. <laughs> I know there's a lot of information there, but sum it up somehow to tell us what it is that we're, what, what's happening with the, the numbers of people in prisons today. Well, the, the, the numbers, I, th- I think, um, I think any anybody could find this statistically that America has the highest um, incarceration rate in in the in the on the planet, and you know um, w- a lot of people that are currently incarcerated are people that um, that are nonviolent, non they're pretty much crimes that they've committed against themselves, and that's drug use, and you know arguably so people will say well. There, it's not a victimless crime because they, um, they, 
break into people's homes. They, you know, so and that's that's very valid. Um, but you have a person who has a drug problem. We don't really do them a lot of good by putting them in prison because you know they can get as many drugs in prison as they can get on the streets. So all we've done is taken them away from the streets, but we haven't really helped them with the drug problem. And so our um, so our our goal really is to you know like in L.A. County, just in our jail system alone. I came on the department in 1991. We had 18,000 people in custody. And over, and it's been consistent between 17 and 19,000 people in custody, um, you know, give or take um, a couple hundred people <laughs> um, since that time. So evidently there's something that we're doing as, as a collective, not just the sheriff's department, but as a collective that is not working. Um, it's not working, um, and it's, it's time to do something. It's time to do something um, different. It's time to to do something new. And I think a lot of times, and and this is no offense, no no, no dig on anybody. A lot of times we don't want to get rid of what we already know because we know this. You know, it's like even people being in bad relationships, people being in bad relationships or being in bad work environments. Um, it's they know how to manage the the misery that they're in. They don't know how to manage the unknown, mm-hmm. and um, and and a lot of times we can't be in the unknown. So I, I think our our way of policing, our way of thinking, is is still kind of antiquated in in the sense that we're still doing things the way we used to do, and this is a different time. Right, right. So as as you were talking about the numbers of, of uh, people getting into the prisons, uh, uh, somewhere you mentioned there was 140,000 people incarcerated in, in uh, California jails today. Yes. Uh, with uh, a cost of about $47,000 per inmate per year. Is that right? Yes. So that, um, if I do the math pretty quickly, we're talking millions of dollars here. Yeah, so it, it, on an average... It's anywhere from forty-seven thousand to ninety-three thousand dollars, and that number kind of goes back and forth. But uh, ninety-three thousand dollars is if you're talking about people with severe medical problems. Um, so on somewhere in the somewhere in that range from forty-seven thousand to ninety-three thousand dollars per inmate per year, it's what it's costing us to to house them. Mm. And then if we don't give them any rehabilitative services. Or really, any rehabilitation services when they return home, they're back here, and then we're also paying for them because we're paying for SSI, we're paying for government government relief, which is GR, uh, we're paying for all this other stuff, and then when they don't follow through because they haven't been given any skills, you can't take someone who's, you know, 15 years old who starts to fall into the system, and have them come out of the system don't give him any rehabilitative skills where he can cope with the world. He comes back out at 18. So he's really still 15. That's even if he's developed at 15, when he goes to, to youth authority in the beginning, now he comes out, he commits another crime at 18. Now he's tried as an adult. He goes back to, now he goes to prison and you know, he's in prison for four or five years, depending on the nature of his crime. And we still haven't given him any, any rehabilitative um, tools, any, to, to cope any coping tools to cope out here in the world so you get a 15 year old basically who gets now gets out of prison who's now um what he's 23 24 25 years old well he's still 15 year old 15 years old mentally mm-hmm. physically he's grown 
mm-hmm. physically she's grown, but mentally they're still stuck back wherever they were because there's been no development. And how can you really develop when the people that are incarcerated with you are all still stuck in a particular mental age? They're not, they haven't moved, they haven't evolved, they've just become older. Mm, yes, yes. You know, it reminds me of the, the um, most of last year, I, I spent every week going to the juvenile hall talking to the young boys there, um, helping them figure out how to make better decisions in their lives. And one of the things that struck me, and, and maybe you can comment on this, um, was that uh, many of them were, were open to hearing some, you know, someone that really cared about what happens to them. Uh, some were not, but um, I really got a, a lot of uh, good response from them. And I mm-hmm. wanted to go and talk with the young girls also, but I could not do that. They wouldn't allow me over there. Are there women uh, prisoners that you help also, and do you have women that are helping you, or do you need help with that? I have women who help me. Um, I, and, well, I have some women who come and help. So we have like an energy healer who comes in. She's a, she's a woman because she's, she's a little more close, a little more intimate, some of the work she does with them. And then we have um, – we have uh, – some other counselors that you know work with relationships. We have some people that come in and do uh, domestic violence classes uh, because some of the women are just as violent as the men mm. because that's their coping skill. That's how they dealt with it in prison. That's what they come from. Um, but you know, some of the what, what's, what's, what what is interesting though, a lot of the women, you know, they say, "You're the first time I've ever talked to a man," you know, um, because they've had a lot of males in their lives. But they haven't had a man. Wow. And so, you know, when we talk to them, it's like they listen because it's like I've never been communicated to that way or related to that way. Or someone didn't look at me as, as um, you know, somebody who was going to go out and make money for them or somebody that if I was going to be their ride or die chick, I need to go out and commit this crime. And so, like, we don't want anything from them, you know, other than being mothers who can be out there with their kids so that their kids aren't raised by the system who aren't sitting inside the world of a label called um, I'm a um, foster kid, so nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. So now they, look, they go through their lives, and now they might, you know, go on to be a CEO of a company. Mm-hmm. But the, the, their employees, that's also a relationship. So they begin to retreat their employees as someone who may leave them. Mm. Or they may even begin to push them away. So, you know, again, you know, you, this, when you deal with, deal with it at this level, you can kind of see some things because you see, the, you see some of the barbaric nature, some, some of the barbaric um, events that happen as a result of some of the crimes. And not all of them are so much, you know, so violent, but you see the, the mindset behind it. But then as we, you know, for us, and I, I think what I'm, what, what the point that I'm trying to make is that we all have something that we're dealing with. And it took me, it took me to do this to realize that there wasn't much difference between, you know, me working as a police or someone working in Congress or, you know, or, or the Senate or and, and uh, CEO of a company. That really there's no difference. It's just that when you have money. You have the you have the ability to elude a lot of the things that people in the streets have to deal with. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 been really great. It's been really a great and phenomenal 
uh, learning process for me because it's really allowed me to grow leaps and bounds as a human being. That's it, fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, quite often as the, um, uh, as the I'll call it the teacher, you actually are part of, uh, part of the class. You, you become a student as well. You learn more. It gives you more experience, more wisdom, and then you can share more, and it just continues to, to multiply. The, the, uh, the thing that uh, was, as we were talking about the numbers of, of prisoners and the cost, the 47000 per year, and that's on the low side, um, your program um, will help reduce that number. You said 92% uh, retention rate. People that come through your class uh, go through 92% stay in. Mm-hmm. And um, the success rate is pretty high. So how much does it cost to get a person through your your curriculum? To, to put them through our course, um, just with what we're doing right now, um, it's about $2,200 per person. And um, our goal is to, to be able to um, – we're teaching them – instead of getting a job as a janitor or as a security guard making a minimum wage, which means they're still out there committing crimes in order to survive because you can't, you're not going to get a, a, a apartment in Los Angeles County for a working minimum wage. You're just not. And so, you know, they end up going committing other crimes in order to, to, to um, and that's either selling drugs or doing whatever they do in order to, to help them get ahead. So our program is costing about $2,200 per inmate. And so at the cost of, uh, and I'm not a mathematician um, right off the top of my head, but if, 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 if the cost of, um, at the cost of $2,200 per person, the amount of, it would take for them to process about 40, 40 something uh, inmates a year, they could pay for our program to process close to 1,000 new contributors in a year. Wow. Wow. That, that's, uh, you know, just the, just the numbers alone say this is absolutely the right way to go. We're, we're going to take a quick break because I want to I want to explore that uh, a little more with you uh, in terms of, of the cost and, and what we're really saving and where this money is coming from. I think uh, people aren't uh, they're not aware that they're actually paying for it. Everyone here listening, at least in America, is paying for this. So well, we're going to talk a little bit about that when we get back. Uh, we're here with Clyde Terry and we'll be back right after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. 
We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, so Clyde, as we as we're talking about the the numbers and the dollars it takes to get people through your program and um, how much it really costs the taxpayer to support these these uh, prisoners and 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 somewhere in your document you talk about the number of prisons being built. You know, it just keeps increasing. So th- these numbers are astronomical when you get to to the end of of the math equation. How much money is coming out of your and my and everybody's pocket to support this? And, and there's got to be a better way. Your answer appears to move us in that direction. But how is your answer being funded? Well, right now, my answer is being funded through my my pockets, which has really depleted my, my savings. But, I, you know, again, I, I believe in what I'm doing. But, I, you know, my 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 requests, my. Uh, call to the public as a whole is to assist us in raising the money um, to have the the program move forward and to reach out to people in our system and know that there's got to be a better way because, you know, we can't arrest a way out of a problem. We need to do something different. And uh, and this is a way. It's not the way. It's a way. It's It's a powerful way. It's an impactful way. It's a way that makes a difference. It's a way that restores um, um, a sense of wholeness to the to the to the person, um, which that in turn returns to the community. So again, you know, if we're spending, um, you know, forty seven thousand dollars a year, let's say on the let's go to the low to the low range, we're we're building more prisons in the state of California, and I can't speak about the nation, but in the state of California. We're building more prisons than we are um, educational institutions, which is, you know, ridiculous. And um, and I've always said that, you know, there's a thing. This is a pipeline, of, um, a pipeline to prison. They know by third grade um, through statistics, by dropouts or, or academic levels, how many people are going to go to prison. And I think we need to completely turn that around because it's costing us more money. And, and here's the reality. And, and I, I don't really like using this analogy because it's kind of like um um, scaring people and it's not really that, but we're going to pay for crime one way or another. So we're either going to pay to incarcerate them, which is costly. We're going to pay because we're going to be the victim of a crime, which you can never get back 
what's taken from you. I, I was a kid and someone broke in our house and stole all of our Christmas gifts. And, you know, our house, was, our, our house never felt secure anymore. And, um, you know, as a young kid, I was molested. Um, and, you know, I lost the sense of me until I was able to do this kind of work and restore um, my sense of self. Um, so you can't put a price on those things. So, or we pay for them to go through programs like this to help them find their better, their better selves. And, you know, if you love yourself, you can't, you won't harm someone else. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's getting people to really get back in tune with who they are and, and, and love for self. And that if, if these young men and women are now out here in, in, in the streets and they're able to take care of their, their families, they have a sense of purpose, they have a sense of wealth and worth rather. And, uh, and I'll just give you a quick story. And one guy who told me, he said, Clyde, um, so I said, man, why are you in jail again? Why, why are you in jail? He says, well, I'm in jail because it's Christmas. And I don't have money to buy my kids Christmas gifts. So, therefore, I come to jail and that, that becomes my excuse. Wow. Right? And, and that, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a running theme. That's not just a... That's not just a, a, a isolated incident. There's a lot of men and women who go to jail during the holidays, during their kids' birthdays, or, you know, because they can't, they feel inadequate to people as providers. So they, jail is their answer because then no one can hold them accountable when they're in jail. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I, you know, I, I never thought of the psychology of that, but it, it, it makes sense. But you would think that. It's hard to believe that people would do that, make those choices based on those reasons, but you, you just never can tell. That's that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Right. And I'd like to also, if anyone's interested in, in being a part of Emerging Leaders, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have your skill. And we'll just see where you're at. We tell people to come and, come and see what Emerging Leaders is first because you can't really explain it. It's an experience. Yes. And, um, and for those who would like to donate, they, they're more than welcome to uh, go to Emerging Leaders Academy, uh, Emerging Leaders, I'm sorry, EmergingLeaders360.org, and um, we have a donation uh, link there. And, um, you know, and if anyone feels that they want to contact me to get more information, they can reach me at 310-901-6576, and that's my direct line, so they don't, won't be going through someone else. And I would just ask this, is if they have patients, um, if they call me, um, I will call them back within 24 hours because uh, a lot of times I'm in class and working with people or actually coaching some people. So just have some patience with me, but I'll get back to them or send me an email. Fantastic. You know, you know as you were talking about the, the uh, uh, donations, you are a 501c3 organization, is that correct? Yes, that's, that's affirmative. We're, we're a nonprofit organization, and, uh, you know, we will get them a, a – a donation letter out if they um, send the donation or when they make the donation, it'll be, you know, they'll, they'll receive notification. They did make a do- donation and they can, you know, uh, give that to their accountant or whatever when they um, do their taxes. Fantastic. Now, see, just knowing that it, it, anyone who's listening, this is a way to redirect your tax dollars, if you will, in the right way that saves you money in the long, long run. Instead of $47,000 a year per prisoner that's coming out of your pocket today in tax dollars, you can take those dollars, donate it, get a tax deduction because it's a nonprofit organization. So you're saving that way. And you're also contributing 
to the community in a way that saves us all in the long run. I, it's kind of a no-brainer to me. All right. Yeah. I guess that, <laughs> I, I didn't hear anybody say, no, you're wrong, Clara. So <laughs> I'm going to take that as an amen. All right. Uh, so with all that said, uh, Clyde, uh, I, I just want to, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit uh, passionate about this because your work is so very important and I can understand why you're doing it. Uh, but at the same time, I want to make sure that you're supported in every way possible so that you don't burn out. You're talking about using your own savings and, and this kind of thing. But I, I don't want you to make a little splash, like you say, spit in the ocean. I right. want you to get thousands and thousands, tens of thousands to spit in that ocean with you. Maybe we'll use a different metaphor, but we'll, <laughs> some, some way that we could all have an impact that, that really changes the community, um, a movement, if you will. Um, and so anything I can do to help bring that about, like having you on the show, I'll have you back if you want to come back, um, or helping you with your efforts, please let me know. And anyone listening... If you, uh, you get a hold of Clyde directly or contact me through ClarenceCaldwell.com, I'll make sure that, that whatever you want to contribute, whether it's time, energy, money, uh, that we can funnel that to Emerging Leaders Academy so that uh, they can do the job of, of helping us all. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful. Um, and I, I'm grateful for anything that, that anybody offers. You know, the every little bit helps. And you know, our our, our um, website is set up for people to make um, a, a continual contribution, whether it's you know five dollars, ten dollars, a thousand dollars, or a, um, on an ongoing like monthly basis. Or you know, someone can make a, a one-time donation of you know one dollar or a million dollars, whatever whatever suits you, whatever calls to you to to make. But just know that every um, penny counts. And, and our goal is to really expand this, this program around the country. I've been asked to come to Chicago a few, a few times and it's, it's really, you know, getting the, all the other pieces together, like in, like for Chicago or even here in Los Angeles is making sure we have a job piece that we, um, we have a, a every, that everything supports everything so that this, that it works and it's ongoingly, it's ongoing and that, it, you know, we can replicate it everywhere we go. That sounds great. That sounds great. And, and um, this is a fairly new endeavor for you, I guess, in, within the last year. So are you getting the support you need relative to uh, um, grant writing and the things that would really help your organization move along? Because there may be some people listening that can help you there, too. Um, yeah, the, the grant writing, um, we, we have a grant writer. Uh, we're looking for more because we're, she's helping us when she can because we don't have the money to pay her so she's helping us when we can but uh we've some of uh with president obama's some of his uh my brother's keepers programs we're we're looking at um possibly getting one of those grants uh so this is fairly new so it's you know finding a way to get that and finding um um corporate corporate donors um uh and some in-kind donations, um, like you know, computer software, uh, computers that companies are if they're upgrading their computers, that we get their computers, um, databases so that we can track you know we can track um, our our clients. Actually, right now uh, we've been donated space, but 
um, being able to get space. You know, I'm basically running out of my car and, and out of my home, but being able to get a building, you know, um, you know, Agape and Goodwill have been gracious enough to lend us their space um, for the last several years. But being able to have a place where we can actually set up an office. All right. Well, we're, we are certainly going to, to look for ways uh, to support that effort. I think it's a, it's a meaningful effort, and it helps us all in the long run. i I got to tell you, I really appreciate and honor the work that you're doing. Uh, it obviously comes from your heart, the fact that you, you turned away from everything else you were doing to, to focus on this full time. It just means so very much, and, and uh, we, we should be there to, to help you wherever we can. So thank you so much for what you're doing, and, and your being here is an indication of how much uh, it means to you. So thank you. I know you had other plans, but you chose to be here instead. I'm grateful, and again, thank you so much for um, giving me this opportunity and giving Emerging Leaders this opportunity and for your listeners for being open to the conversation. So again, I'm grateful, and, and, uh, and I appreciate it. Fantastic. All right, everyone, you've heard it. Clyde Terry, Emerging Leaders Academy. Uh, please uh, help where you can. It is, uh, it is something that is a call. I, I know it's speaking to you right now. If you hear it, if you listen inside and, it's, and you hear that calling, step up, do something with it, okay? All right, until next week, please live with an attitude of gratitude. Give when you can. Love first and then choose. If you live your life that way this coming week, you'll have an amazing week and you'll make an amazing week for the people around you. That's what I know and I'm sharing it with you. We'll talk to you again next week, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.